Welcome to episode 152 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This episode was recorded on Sunday, March the 12th, 2017. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. And now for a limited time, new customers to Jensen USA who are referred by the spokesman get 10% off one item. Simply enter the spokesman, no spaces, at checkout. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at thefredcast.com. I'm the host and producer of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and other information, simply go to our website at the hyphen spokesmen.com. And now, here are the spokesmen. Welcome to episode 152 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. And we are recording this show in the summertime. Actually, all of a sudden, because today the clocks have have changed in America at least. And I know that because (laughs) there's very few people on the show and we had to prod Jim to to get him to to become awake for for doing the show today so hello jim for a start hi carlton how are you that's much perkier than you were five minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah can of monster finally started to kick in a little <laughs> yeah. bit so uh, we have this problem every year because we have the i mean i guess it's global apart from i know know that arizona you were telling me uh doesn't uh, the clocks don't spring forward uh they just keep well, arizona them all, yeah. a lot of stupid things but the one thing they do that's intelligent is they don't change their clocks yeah yeah i mean that's that's a topic for a whole show isn't it i mean these things were brought in during the war weren't they like first of all the first world war these kind of uh summer yep. saving times do we still need these things but anyway, we're a cycling show, uh, not a not a farming and and wartime existences show. So I'm going to go now to our next guest, uh, who is awake, but you are further on the other side of the country. So you're kind of like uh, helping awake for a, a wee while longer. I'm guessing there, Donna. Hi there, Donna. Well, hello there. Welcome to the daylight savings show. <laughs> Um, where it is not summer here because I'm looking out on snow and oh. we are expecting a blizzard here mm. in two days. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, it's yes. summertime, but... They have they have upgraded to Blizzard Watch. Mm-hmm. Do you know, this wasn't in the show notes, but as we're talking about the weather, I'm not too sure whether you've seen. It's kind of going viral in, in, in cycling at the moment, if you've been on Twitter already, and that is the wind in South Africa. So they have the 35,000 riders who do what used to be called the pick and pay. And I've done this ride. Um, and it's now just the, the cycle tour. And it's all these roadies, all these people in, in, in Lycra are getting blown to smithereens. And they've cancelled the whole ride today. That was today. So extreme weather around the globe. Wow. Mm. I thought you were going to say that when it's gone viral, it was the gentleman on the BBC with his kids coming. Oh, that was fabulous. (laughs) Do you know, I could watch that time and time again. It was so much fun and we can all relate. But he tried to be so professional and not acknowledge (laughs) that he had kids in the background. 
which were just a lot more entertaining than he was. Well, I'm guessing because he's got he's got Skype on his monitor. He must be able to see the fact that, hang on, I can see yeah. my arm pushing my child away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donna, that's a very good excuse just to get that that in uh, in the show. There was a, there was somebody in on, the show, Ness. In, yeah. in the show. It's great. Uh, there was somebody on, on Twitter said, uh, when it happened, they said, uh, fantastic. In six weeks' time, I'm going to get my dad saying, have you seen that clip? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, everybody who listens to this show would have seen it, you know, milliseconds after it actually happened. Oh, leading edge in technology and, and news. Absolutely. That's, that's us to a T. Okay, so uh, let's get into to, to this show. And it is going to be... Um, well, potentially quite different because we are going to be talking about drugs. We've often talked on this show about drugs, but we're going to talk about a, ah, yeah. a drug that might not normally be associated with cycling. So <laughs> who wanted to take this one forward first of all? Jim, you, you did say you had a bit of a backstory to this. So tell us a little bit about which drug we're talking about. Uh, not that I have any personal knowledge or use of this this drug, but it's called Viagra, I've heard. Uh, sorry, Jim can barely good. speak. Sorry, Phil, we, we had a few technical issues uh, there with, with the recording. We are now back, and uh, it's probably because the, we got excited by what we're going to be talking about next, which is Viagra. <laughs> Jim, are you excited about Viagra? So, so yeah, oh, oh, yeah, there's just like... no way I outlived that lead-in. <laughs> Jim, are you excited about Viagra? I mean, you didn't ask Donna first? Come on, give me a break here. I was being oh. a gentleman. By just being cruel to you. Uh, yeah. so, why, Jim, let me put it this way. Why might we be talking about Viagra? Because it... Oh, the other reason. Because <laughs> Viagra is a vasodilator. Oh, you're and, getting technical and, now. Yes, I know. Wow. Because what happened is, is about 15 years ago, a doctor here in the United States by the name of Peter Hackett, who is... Uh, probably the world's expert on uh, altitude issues, an amazing guy and a, and a great guy, just a, a genuine, wonderful man, um, discovered that Viagra helps climbers acclimate. Get up, so, basically. It helps them get up. Mountains. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. There are so many Family jokes show. here. They know. Family show. <laughs> Peter is a friend of mine. Okay. And, I'm, I'm, and, I'm gonna be. I'm out. Okay, I'm not gonna do any more jokes of that nature unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, see, I knew that was a lie because we all do jokes of that nature. It's the very basis of this podcast. This Come podcast. on, that's who we are. Exactly. It's who we are. Come on. Sorry, Jim. So, I, I, I went. Oh, I went, <laughs> I'm I went talking to again. Peter one day, mm. and he goes, "Jim, I know how we can make millions." And I go, "What?" I says, "And I'll and I'll." We, we need to do this. You figure out the legal issues, and I'll get the, the vending machine. And I said, what are you talking about? It says, we need a vending machine where you pop in 20 or 30 bucks, and we can stick it outside the Telluride Clinic where he's working at the time, and it sells Viagra. <laughs> and he says, because every time somebody comes in with altitude sickness to the clinic, I give them a Viagra. And it cures them. But mm. they always come back the next day and say they have the same symptoms again and they want another one. 
says we just need a vending machine. We could be rich. They need it for the altitude. And let's let's Jim let let's drag that back away from the mountains and and talk about why we're talking about it on a cycling show. I didn't drag it away (laughs) because allegedly Team Sky looked at using Viagra as a way to get an advantage when cycling in the mountains. It would help them achieve better um, respiratory uh, volume when they're climbing up the mountains. They could breathe easier. Of course, sitting on the bike would be difficult, but <laughs> Donna, I love the way how you stifled that. That took everything you had, obviously. I think we'll just and quit the show. And what's the, the point? <laughs> Come on! But when this you look, awesome. at, when you look, I mean, you are you are right to talk about it being a, a a vasodilator. And when you actually look at the technical properties, and I did look at the technical properties of this when this story came up, it's like. I hadn't actually realized that yet. This is kind of not just a drug that we know what it's meant to do, but it is something that it just increases the blood flow, which, yeah, of course Sky would look at that. Because we've got to stress, it's, it's not an abandoned product for cyclists. For any, for any athletes, this is not a, a prescribed drug. Which is why I take it. <laughs> to increase my cycling performance. <laughs> to increase my skiing ability. That too, right? Yeah, right. yeah. all of that, I mean, all of that, Jim. It, isn't that why everyone takes Viagra? Because <laughs> they want to ski faster or ride faster. I mean, Donna? have you ever heard a conversation at a dinner party about how it does anything else? <laughs> Donna, you're not saying anything. I'm, I'm no, I'm not. But oh, what I do have to say is that you know it's not on the banned substance list. So if teams are testing it out, they're doing it properly, legally. I don't know about properly, but legally. Um, So who's to say that they're not going to come up with a little bit of an advantage um, if it has, you know, alternative side effects that, you know, aren't terrible for them, too? Well, there's that. But, um, you know, I there's nothing wrong with it at this point. So it does kind of bring, let's bring it general, and that is many of the things that Sky are being accused of at the moment. Apart, I'm kind of will park for the moment uh, the sexism and the bullying and all that kind of stuff, and just stick to the the, the accusations on the on the the therapeutic use exemptions that they were getting stick for. So a lot of the stuff they were they were getting told off for in, in in media and lots of people have, have in the social commentary world are pretty much laying into into to sky it's not because apparently they were taking banned drugs as such it was the tues that they were using so one person on i think it was on twitter likened this to shark lawyers uh, if, if if that's not too too horrible a, a concept for you, Jim, shark lawyers who, <laughs> who just go absolutely close to the wind when they are defending a client and they're using legal means, but we would say that as that's horrible means to use, but they're getting their 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 client off, and Sky may be using the, the same are we horrible lawyers means. Of Viagra, 
You confused me with that last uh, sentence. I, I'm, we're now just talking, using any means uh, possible to, to get a to performance get benefit. Off. Well, to get a, a benefit, if, if that's either a lawyer getting a benefit for their client or a, a cycling, a pro cycling team getting a benefit for, for their riders. So they weren't doing anything illegal as such, but they were, they were really close to the, to the edge there. Yeah, but isn't, isn't that like anything else like trying to find a lighter bike or trying to find different gears or I don't even know, but, um, and that's why all the cycling companies and, you know, they they continue to do testing and, and create different bikes or better bikes and, um, teams use those. So isn't it similar in a way? And I, I mean, I don't have a dog in the fight and <laughs> in any capacity here, but, um, but kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit, like you're always trying to go faster. You're always trying to be better. And so, so isn't this just another way? Well, so morally, so morally, it's okay to use an awful lot of TUEs because that's just part of the aggregation of marginal gains. Is that right? Again, I don't really have a dog in the fight, so I'm not really sure. I'm just saying that what they're what they're doing is almost they're just trying to get better performance, mm-hmm. and that's what you and, do when you when you build a better bike. But mm-hmm. technically, in the United States, and I don't know about the UK, but in the United States, what they would have done would would be illegal because they are using they are getting a doctor to prescribe a drug for a different than than intended use. Now, ah, it's that done, would be different, yes. Right. Mm. It's done every day in the U.S. because we have dozens of drugs that – a drug here in the United States that's classified as prescription is, is classified to be used for a specific group of things. Might be one thing, might be a dozen things. But to prescribe it outside that use is a problem. And so there – but what would everybody do is, does it here in Colorado. I mean – I. I, for our population, the amount of Viagra we go through in the wintertime is, is massive, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and so there's all sorts of these issues about whether or not it's, it's legal, in my opinion, mm. a lot more than, than, than what you'd think. Mm. Um, well, and here's Jim keeping me out of jail again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think any doctor has ever been prosecuted for anything like that, let alone – you know, because that's how that's how drugs. Well, that's how Viagra got started, because they were testing Viagra mm. because they found it to be a heart medication, mm. and they were running it as a heart medication, and and it was hilarious because they were testing it on these sixty, seventy, and eighty year old guys <laughs> to try and keep them alive, and they kept coming back and asking for more because they loved the stuff, you know, and and that's how Viagra actually came to be. It had nothing, you know, when they found out it had a different purpose. We need a different show sponsor for this particular. Show, I believe. Um, um, You're uh, going to go to Pfeiffer and say, hi, we'd like money from you because we just talked about. Exactly. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking on that, that I was so excited at this particular topic. And uh, and there was those technical issues at the top there. I, I can't even remember if I introduced Donna to the to the show. Did I introduce you, Donna? You did. I did. In which case. Just- 
want to uh, be right and get into the boner medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you did. And, the, you know, there were so many of us on the show today. I know you just forgot. I know. But, Going around yeah, the table is tough be. today. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to remind people, uh, just just even if I did, I'm going to remind myself. Uh, so we've got Jim Moss. I've got Donna, uh, Donna Tochi on the show today. And you've got me, Colton Reed. And uh, we are talking about... Well, we've got a number of subjects, but we are talking at the moment about cycling cycling and the use of uh, a a certain drug, which we haven't normally talked about in in cycling. So thank you to Sky, actually, for introducing that particular topic that has given lots of people an enormous amount of enjoyment, as Viagra always does. Now, let's kind of segue slightly sideways into uh, an interview... Uh, with a, a dick, and and this person oh. claimed he was a dick, <laughs> but not a limp one, obviously. Uh, and this is not being me being rude about Lance Armstrong. This is actually what he said about himself. Do we agree? I mean, he blocks me on Twitter, so I I can't uh, be rude to him on Twitter at all. But um, he do we agree? You on Twitter? I've no idea when he did, but yeah. I mean, I I, I can't follow him because he's 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 exactly what wow. a dick. Um, so. So do we agree that with with Lance, in fact, because he said this on the Howard Stern show, do we agree that he's a dick? Personally, I've only met the gentleman once and he was uh, edgy and he wanted to avoid me uh, because it was obvious that I was going to talk to him. I stood in the doorway of a restaurant and he couldn't get around me. Um, <laughs> You know, um, but I, I mean, I mean, but every story coming out of the Peloton, you know, the, the Armstrong look, mm-hmm. you know, is, is talked about how he gives somebody one nasty look and they would, you know, die or fall off the bike or take off and do what he wanted them to do. Um, is that a dick or is that using your is that using your skills properly is I mean. Is what's the difference between using Viagra and using your personality? <laughs> Donna, what is the difference between using Viagra and your personality? Because I would know. Um, I'm hoping. I, I, I think Lance. I, I did not listen to the Howard Stern clip. I read the article mm. around it, um, but it sounds like Lance may have had a slight epiphany which usually comes with massive lawsuits and Mm -hmm. all of your friends running away from you, not walking, but running away. Um, And, you know, as kids are getting older and maybe starting Mm -hmm. to ask questions and see things, and um, I don't have children, but I hear that children tend to make you a better person Mm -hmm. um, because you see the world in a a little different way. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that for Lance. Um, I hope he has kind of figured all of that out because I do believe he was not nice. Um, and that's me being nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I but I also, you know, on the flip side and, and got, write this date down in the calendar that I may say something that is not terrible about Lance mm-hmm. is that to be at that level, you have to be cocky. And he was the ultimate in cocky. Driven. Um, extremely. Mm. Um and, you know, 
he he just had this this drive to to win at any and all cost, as mm. we all know now, mm. um, to his own health, to his relationships, to everything. Um, so I tend to agree with him that yes, he he was you know he was nasty. Um, has he changed? Mm. Maybe. Well, you know, Jim, Jim, um, you might you might have a bit of an exclusive there on why he might not be able to change. What's what's your spokesman exclusive? Um, <clears throat> he's an excessive compulsive, um, and I got this from an extremely good source. Um, he walks around the house, straightening everything and checking everything constantly. Um, I don't know if it's leftover drug use. I don't know what the issues are. But it was it, how I learned it and who I learned it from I, is, is rock solid. Um, and it was it's so bad it was noticed by people who never would have noticed something like that. But we're not uh, talking that this is a bad thing. But are you, are you maybe just, intimating that this is part and parcel of uh, a psychology here that ties in with other parts of his known psychology? Yeah. But, but you know what – you know, his attempt to win at all costs is no different than every other sports person at that level. I mean, in the United States, we have football players now who are sitting in, in you know, their sofas trying to figure out what their name is because they had so many concussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, in the, the Climbing and Rock and Ice magazine, the rock climbing magazines here in the U.S. are the only magazines that have a permanent obituary column because climbers die. Um <clears throat> And and last night we watched the movie Everest again, you know about the 1996 Everest issues, and you know 13 people were left on the mountain that year, um, and are still on the mountain because they gave everything to get to the top of a mountain. So I don't see what he did as being so bad as much as <clears throat> as far as he setting himself and trying to do anything to win. He's just like any other person who can compete at that level, mm-hmm. at the highest there is. It takes something unreal to take your body and at full speed run into somebody else running at you at full speed. It takes something else to keep hiking uphill and not being able to breathe to the point that it kills you. And it takes something else to win seven tours de France. So humankind uh, needs these kind of people to, add to, to, to keep the, oh, the species geez. alive. I don't. I don't know if we need them. We might, but we definitely have them. Mm. I think we. I think we need them because I love, you know, pushing to the limits. Have I pushed to the point I die? No. You know, I, have I seen? I've seen people on mountains push to the point that they laid down thinking they should die. The problem was they weren't high enough. You know, they just <laughs> face down in the snow, breathing hard. You just <laughs> grab them by the back of their mm. parka and you start dragging them downhill again. You know. And hey, Donna, we're we're, okay. we're basically still talking about him. So, right. Well, but okay. And here's where the the normal Donna comes in. Mm-hmm. Yes, he he had that that drive. Maybe it's obsessive compulsive. You know, the the repetitive ritualized behaviors. You know, compelled to perform all of that. I'm reading from this um, dictionary reference <laughs> here. But you don't have to be an an idiot or an. Can I say the a word? I don't know. This asshole. is a famous show. Yes, you don't have to be an asshole to do it. You really, really don't. You you 
yes, you can be a little cocky and you can be, you know, you can have all those repetitive behaviors that maybe he has and maybe that helped drive him. But you don't have to be an ass to do it. Um, I, and he really was. If you listen to, you know, and if you take with a grain of salt some of the things they said, but there's also a, a, an, an element of truth to everything the Andreo said and, mm. and, um, and Floyd and Tyler and all of them, but how they were treated as people and threatened. Yeah, we're back to Lance being an asshole. Now, hopefully, he's changed. I'm okay with that. But back then, what he's talking about in that Howard Stern thing, absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I have no I passion don't... about that at all. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because uh, you hear stories here in the United States about football players. You know, when they got somebody on the ground, they spit in their face. Um they, oh, yeah, or, I'm, I'm not or they'll stick not their either. fingers. They'll stick their fingers in somebody's eyeball. You know, um, and, and in all honesty, NASCAR drivers have been known to do some pretty evil things. Oh, yeah. um, and and so maybe that's what it does take. Maybe you have to be an asshole to win. No. And you know, if that's the case, Tony uh, uh, Richie Port will never win anything. He's a really <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> Well, there's a show, yeah, a show about... topic that we might have there as a, as, a, as a title. You have to be an asshole to win. I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think I, I don't I don't buy into that. I think you can still be a nice person. I think you'd be cocky. I think you can, you know, but I don't think you have to be a total asshole. Bjorn Borg. Beautiful man. Wonderful tennis player. <laughs> Won lots of stuff. He wasn't an ass. Hole. He's very nice. Maybe you can be there nice. There you go. Yeah. There's, um, there's lots of people. I mean, McEnroe, John McEnroe, yes, he was an asshole. But same era as Bjorn Borg, he wasn't. So I'm guessing you can be nice and still win. Kofleski, marathoner, won the Boston Marathon in uh, 2014, the year after the bombing. Nicest man on the planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but, but those guys are in individual sports. Okay, Those so team, 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 you've got to be a bit more aggressive. Maybe. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only... Yeah, but Team know. USA, 1980 hockey team, nicest guys too. <laughs> Do you want to keep going, Jim? Come on. <laughs> I, think, I think we can agree to disagree, oh, and that is, no, it takes, that, it takes I, all I sorts. I don't think disagree. I think they all have to be cocky. I mm. think they have to be, have a lot of confidence. Um, all of that, I'm I'm all with that. But. Maybe they just hide it better. The ones who we we're saying Maybe. are the nice guys. They've got the same drive as Lance Armstrong, but they hide it better. Lance Armstrong Maybe. doesn't hide it. His outer asshole is on the outside. <laughs> So, so maybe I wonder that's what the, the name difference. of this show is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the difference: is the people that that win uh, that aren't assholes are just able to hide it better. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Right. We've we've done enough assholes now. We've done enough Viagra now. Let's let's go on to exploding Shimano wheels. So this is Tirana Dratico and it was a, a high speed uh uh race and it was like sixty kilometers an hour this 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 happened. I'm sure people have seen it now, but we will put the in the show notes of course, the video of uh, of the wheel collapsing and for once uh that it wasn't a, a disc break here this was just a collapsing 
wheel. So rather than talk about just the fact that this this wheel has collapsed, let's talk about it from an industry perspective and say, well, that's kind of potentially bad for the company that has supplied either Pro or Shimano wheel. That's kind of bad because that's on, on live TV and you see your product just folding away for, by the look of it, no known reason. There's no big pothole or anything. So what is that sponsor going to be doing? So I'm going to come to Donna first, because you're, you're, this is your PR background here uh, with, with, uh, with uh, management of a touchy issue, shall we say. So how would, how would you handle that as a, as a sponsor? Well, as a sponsor, they have to do some research into their wheels. Um, I, I thought it was very kind of the writer to say that he could have hit, an, hit a pothole. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the know. street, the video. <laughs> right. Um, so he was being very kind to a sponsor. Um, but that, that company needs to go. They need to do some research. They need to find out if it was a one-off. Um, in the article that I read, it said that there were some other issues with potentially with that team and those wheels. Um, that, that company needs to go work with that team very quickly and, um, and thoroughly probably replace the wheels to make them feel comfortable um, and do a lot of testing on that um, and then see where they, where they come out. They really won't know until they, till they do that testing and maybe get those wheels back and, and see what happened and what failed. Um, maybe it was a one-off, but maybe it's something with their whole, with that, that whole particular um, line of wheels. So um, I'm not going to pretend to know, but they need to get on that pretty quickly. And Donna, you right. were talking before we, we came on air about how other sports, including sports that you are very much um, a fan of, they, the, 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 the athletes, can, you, can I call it a motor car driver an athlete? Yeah. Uh, okay, the, 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 the athlete, yeah. <laughs> where the athletes uh, might not hold back if that kind of thing happens. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, and they are athletes. And actually, a couple of them are huge cyclists these days, mm. which is which is phenomenal i love it um really makes him an athlete Mm. there you go which jimmy johnson and casey kane and and now dale jr which Mm. means cycling could have an increase if he keeps instagramming and tweeting about his cycling adventures Mm. um but in in nascar if you know like i said that that rider um that had the wheel failure um, he was very kind to his sponsor in NASCAR. You've got a couple of wheels, uh, a couple of tires that have gone down or or um, exploded or whatever. Um, they will go on television and talk about how bad that tire is. Um, and, and it's Goodyear tires that they use. And Goodyear is the major sponsor of NASCAR and has been for years and years. And they don't have any qualms of going on TV and talking about a bad tire. So, um you know the cycling; they may be a little more, a little more gentle to their sponsors because it's a smaller uh, sport. Maybe him. you've got to maybe you, you, yeah, maybe. you can't rock the boat quite so much. Whereas in NASCAR, maybe NASCAR bigger maybe sport. Can, you know, well, and they're going faster. You know, they're mm. going almost two hundred miles an hour. So <laughs> when you crash at that speed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a crash, a crash on a bicycle wheel is guaranteed. A, losing a wheel or tire. And it, losing a tire in NASCAR is just about as bad as losing a wheel, and it guarantees a crash, but it doesn't guarantee bodily injury, like True. cycling does. Mm. I, I lose a wheel in my car, I gotta, I'm gonna be late, 
I lose a wheel in cycling, I'm not only going to be late, I'm going to be limping, angry, and probably bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of difference. And the other thing is this, is that the, it happens in NASCAR based on the number of miles it, that people were driving in NASCAR. It's a probability. When it happens in cycling, it seems to get a lot more press. And more importantly, it's been happening a lot the last three years. This is not the first time we've talked about wheel crashes mm. on this right. show. I mean, um, you know, every once in a while, somebody's wheel seems to blow up. Um, and they're carbon wheels, them, yeah? Yeah, the carbon wheels seem to blow up. Mm. Um, and I, I have a set of carbon wheels just because uh, I had the opportunity. Um, so it's, it's it, but it's scary. Hmm. Especially, you know, since I'm so petite, for me to get on a set of carbon wheels after watching this video, I'm going to wait again. Um, hmm. I don't know. I but the, but I think the the results are the same. There's a crash, but the results of the crash are much different between cycling and NASCAR. And and just to bring it a little bit into perspective, a lot of pro riders were famously uh, against <clears throat> disc brakes last week. Well, this kind of shows that. There's all sorts of dangers that pro riders have got to put up with, and disc brakes are very possibly not the biggest one they've got to worry about. Yeah, I can't wait to get disc brakes on my road bike. I just don't (laughs) see those issues. I want it to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of nice on a hill to actually be able to stop, yeah? Especially the ones we have here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Okay, I... It'll, Guys, it'll, we're, we're going to stop right there and we are going to go across to uh, an advertising break. So we're back in a second. Hey, everybody. Sorry to interrupt the show, but this is David and I wanted to jump in and tell you about this week's show sponsor. And of course, it's none other than Jensen USA at JensenUSA.com slash The Spokesman. Jensen USA is the place where you will find everything, nearly everything at least, for your cycling lifestyle, whether it's road biking, mountain biking, commuting, fitness, you name it. They've got what you're looking for. And all of those products are available at incredible prices. And most importantly, something that we've all come to crave here in 2016, 2017, unparalleled customer service. That's because if you call or email Jensen USA, you're not just going to get some customer support rep who really doesn't understand you and your cycling life. No, these are gear advisors and gear advisors are cyclists just like you and me. And they live the cycling lifestyle and they've tried so much of the products that are available on Jensen USA and they've got amazing training. They're there to help you. They can tell you what works and what doesn't which products go together and which don't. And you can tell them a little bit about what you're looking for and they can definitely point you in the right direction. And on top of all of that, Jensen is offering new customers who are referred to them by the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast one item at 10% off. So, I mean, you know, don't go use that on a water bottle. Go buy a bike. Go buy a new suspension for Buy something expensive. Now, Some brands don't participate in promotions. And so if you see a message in your checkout that says no qualifying items in cart, go back and find something that qualifies. And then when you check out, simply enter the code, the spokesman, no spaces, 
plural, at checkout, and you'll get 10% off one qualifying item. That's Jensen USA, J E N S O N, USA.com slash the spokesman. And even if you just call them, would you do us a favor and let them know that you heard about Jensen right here on the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast? Our thanks, our great thanks to Jensen USA for supporting the Spokesman, and our thanks to you for supporting Jensen USA. And now, back to the show. And we are back, and we have been talking about the the rather nasty crash in the Turino Adriatico race where the the wheels exploded. We've been talking about uh, Lance Armstrong and uh, and his being a dick, and we've been talking about uh, Viagra. But right now we are going to talk about air pollution, and this is an issue that's becoming more and more of an issue everywhere around the world. With Beijing, it's a, it's a huge issue. They want to clean up their air there. Uh, Los Angeles, they want to clean up everywhere. They want to clean up their air. London wants to clean up its air. And the mayor of London just recently has talked about actually restricting driving uh, for, the, for the first time. But we do have dinosaurs around, including this guy uh, in the UK, uh, a member of parliament, who, even though he drives... Uh, an incredibly polluting 1970s muscle car, uh, which eats the gas, pumps out all sorts of uh, noxious stuff. He says, and I'm quoting him here, he says that it's cycleways and it's cyclists that actually cause the pollution. So do you think he's got a point, Donna? The fact that cycleways get put in, naturally that's going to take some space, one would hope, away from, from motor car use. That means there's less space for cars, which means there must be more cars squeezed into the one place. So that must mean he's actually, even though we're, we're, we're taking the, the mickey here, he's absolutely correct. Cycleways cause pollution. Really? Can I... Okay. <laughs> You're not selling so, that to anybody. So let, let's actually give Sir Greg Knight his due and read his actual quote for everybody okay Mm -hmm. so it says um pollution is going up because pavements have got wider and road space is being turned over to cycle lanes if the mayor of london wishes to reduce air pollution he and others need to take care when they are seeking to remove highway lanes donna can i can i just stop you there for one second just go backwards and just pavement in this respect uh, for those who, who might mean that that's the road at that in the UK parlance, that that's the sidewalk. So he's talking about sidewalks getting bigger, wider mm-hmm. and cycle lanes getting wider, taking the space away from what he assumes and what he is in effect saying is what should be on on the highways of of London. The only thing that should be on the highways of London are cars. So he's basically saying pedestrians, which is the majority form of transport in London, should be reduced. Cyclists shouldn't be encouraged. It should only be for the minority, which is motor cars. Right, because when I walk, I give off so much pollution. I don't know. I don't know about you. (laughs) It could be. You know, some days I do. I think we all do. But, you know, cycling and walking pollution i mean is this guy running so that he can come over to the u.s and become the head of our epa because Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what he's sounding like um i'm not sure where these two came from 
because the head of our our new head of EPA believes that carbon dioxide is not mm. a primary contributor to global warming. Mm. I think these two are brothers somewhere oh. along the line, and I just I'm shaking my head thinking that cyclists and walk people who are pedestrians who are walking are creating more pollution. I, I'm flabbergasted. That doesn't happen often. You know, I pulled off a fart joke on the nicest person on <laughs> the podcast. I'm going to go down in infamy for that one. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they cause more pollution because they live so much longer. You know, <laughs> who knows? But what are you saying? I mean, this is the, the, the worrying thing is this is pretty mainstream you know we're, we're taking the mic and we're saying this guy's obviously not on the same planet but what he's saying is this is this is mainstream stuff this is he's not being an outlier here that's in the uk this is said frequently in our rabid tabloid uh, press this is just now almost a given that cycleways cause pollution Okay, I'm just going to put hashtag alternate facts on that mm-hmm. and yeah. I think it's from people <laughs> You know, I would look at the the media there and wonder, are these all people that are frustrated from sitting in traffic? Because, yes, they're probably spending another minute or so to get mm. where they're going. Maybe another stoplight cycle because they have to be in one lane or instead of two or two lanes instead of three. Um, but is that causing more pollution I don't think so, because you're going to encourage more people to be on bikes. You're going to make it safer for pedestrians. Mm. People are going to walk more. They're going to cycle more, especially if you can um, put clinics or something in place and and, um, and help people to ride better in the city or understand how to ride in cities. So I, I don't know. Hashtag alternate facts. Well, what's a story for me? I mean, I, I found this from Hansard. So Hansard is the the transcript of what was said the previous day in parliament so i I get this um google alert telling me that this mp said this and that's like okay it's that newsworthy another mp is being an absolute for want of a better word here ass ass in english um uh, i'll do a story on that and then i did a bit of research on him it's like hang on he's the chair of the parliamentary friends of incredibly polluting cars, in effect. It's it's classic cars. He's the, the, the chair of in Parliament. And then you do more research and you find all these cars he owns. He owns this fleet of cars, which are the most polluting cars. We, we're not talking, you know, he's going around in electric cars. He is going around in huge seven-litre muscle cars, which clearly are incredibly polluting. So the story then became hypocrisy. Because this is somebody saying this is causing the thing that actually I'm causing masses of. And that, for me, that changed the whole perspective of the story because this is not just an MP giving an opinion. This is an MP giving an opinion when he's doing something that's far worse than any of the cyclists are, are doing. Would you, would you say that's a fair it's 2017 and he's still driving muscle cars. Mm. I mean, when was the last time you thought about driving a muscle? Well, Donna's on the show. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think one one has to go hand in hand with the other. I mean, he could, he can still drive his muscle cars and not say stupid things. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean... Yeah, do it somewhere. That's not going to harm us. Don't do it in a city. You know, go on to a, uh, an airfield somewhere. Drive your polluting car to your heart's content, if that's absolutely what you want to do. But don't be an idiot and come up with this yeah. st- stupid stuff. Did I just say this was a family show a few minutes ago? I probably did, and I probably shouldn't have been the one to say that. Mm. <laughs> Trying to get back to that nice and uh, routine again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'm failing miserably today. I'm going to blame it on Tim because yeah. he's not here. He's not here. We can blame everything on Tim, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk about uh, something which I posted on, on ByteBiz this morning, and that is um, well, uh, kind of a bit of background first, and, and we'll, we'll kind of go backwards into government territory so an awful lot of i'm not too sure what happens in the u.s you'll have to tell us what happens in the u.s but official um, public safety public information films when they're they're done about cycling in the uk from our department for, for transport are all incredibly negative you know wear a helmet wear high vis don't cycle you're crazy to go cycling but if you do go cycling you know do try and avoid getting hit by a a, yeah, a 10 ton articulated lorry that kind of yes, you know please. it's scare tactics and yet here in new zealand and this is what I'll, I'll link to in the show notes the the new zealand's government transport agencies posted a video which is talking about the joys of cycling and it's saying get on your bike get out there riding yes you might get helmet hair yes you might get a bit sweaty yes it might be raining it's still better if you've watched the video, it's still better than just sitting there in your polluting car going nowhere. So just tell me, first of all, what, what, do you have any kind of official campaigns in the US in effect saying don't cycle? Do you have those kind of videos? I can't think of any campaign in the US about cycling in the last years. We spend a lot of money in Colorado on cycling infrastructure, so there's not really a campaign. It just mm. is. But still, right. I don't. I, I can't think of any campaigns. Can you, Donna? No, I no, not about spike, cycling specific. No. Hmm. To, to cycle or not to cycle? Yeah, uh, we, either. A hundred percent of our advocacy is through magazines and mm. websites, but nothing that the government's promoting. Nothing. Um, heavens. Are you kidding? Taking on the automobile industry in the United States, the petroleum mm. industry in the United States. Okay, so you don't get that. So that's that's a UK thing. So that's 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 boo sucks for us. So let's just look at the the video by itself. Then, it, do you think that it's it's a government campaign that's basically aimed not not at brand new cyclists? It's aimed at recreational cyclists to get them to turn into everyday cyclists. So Donna, with your marketing hat on, is, is that? Do that, does that selling cycling to you? Is that something that you think will work? Yes. I mean, you know, if it's always doom and gloom of, um, you know, don't do this, don't do that when you're riding here, don't do this. Well, there's a lot of don'ts and that doesn't encourage me to get on a bike. If you're, you know, selling me the benefits of, you know, maybe I can get somewhere faster or, you know, sit in traffic and have health benefits and be happier and, you know, maybe ride with some friends and get some social time in, you know, all of those things. Those are really positive things. That makes people, I think, um, more apt to try something than all of the don'ts. Mm-hmm. And Jim? Just human nature. 
I think it's a wonderful video. In fact, I'm gonna I'll tweet it out even on top of everything else because I think it does a great job of promoting ideas. So, uh, but I, I wish we did have one here in the U.S. You know, it, it, it's it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So even though it's 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 addressing some of the the potential perceived negatives, which is you know the helmet hair, uh, you're getting wet. Uh, it, it's it, you might get tired if you do this. You, you you think that was good for the advertising agency that's concerned here to address those kind of issues, or should it always just be you know squeaky clean and only be you know bright sunny skies, happy smiling people? Because it was a it was a very truthful advert, wasn't it? In the U.S., it would it would not have anything like that because, of course, the the marketing people in the U.S. honestly believe that we only cycle in the sunshine we only live in sunshine mm-hmm. never rains you know you don't see you know the, a movie in the in the u.s that has an umbrella in it is during the dark scene you know something bad's going to happen the last one that didn't was singing in the rain mm-hmm mm-hmm what la la land that's quite happy clappy isn't it that's kind of uh, it hasn't come on tv yet so i haven't seen it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> netflix do you mean do you mean netflix it, it, whatever <laughs> tv granddad <laughs> I, don't, I don't do any of that stuff i mean I, I do i do have to say i'm i'm becoming a huge netflix person and now mm-hmm. you can download some of them so when you're on planes which mm-hmm. i was this week you can watch some fun new shows and catch some series that you didn't see on that old box tv thing and mm-hmm. it's fun it's mm-hmm. fun and Donna, you were telling us before the, we came on air, uh, as you were searching for something else, uh, about something that's happening in, in Boston and for women. So let's let's talk about that, but then let's broaden it out so it's not just about Boston. Uh, so just, just in general, how this would be a, a pretty good thing to do elsewhere. Yeah, so like Jim has talked about in Colorado, here specifically in Boston, um, they're really working on the bicycling infrastructure. Um, and it's one of the goals in the city and the mayor to um, provide cyclists with, with a safe way to cycle in the city. Um, and one of the things that they're doing now is that the transportation department is going to offer free cycling cl- clinics for women this summer um, to um, to have basic skill clinics. And it, let's see, and they say and introduce street riding clinics. Um, so the basics are for those who have never ridden a bike, um, or who have, and the other one is for people who, um, haven't ridden in the city maybe. So again, encouraging people to ride, to decrease pollution, Mm -hmm. to get a little healthier. Maybe they're going to start in July. They will be all over the city. So not in one particular neighborhood, um, and there's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six of them from July through October. Okay, Donna, so, what, what, um, what do you say to those fantastic. people who say, yeah, yeah, however, there's no point getting people onto to bikes if we haven't got infrastructure, cycleways, cycle paths, whatever, everywhere, because you're encouraging, um, it's false advertising, in effect, is what some people would say. So what do you think to that? I think you're a Debbie Downer, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but no, well in Boston specifically, they, they do have 
bike paths and they do have, you know, we've got rails to trails here. There's, um, there's plenty of ways to get into the city from the suburbs on trails, um, especially from the West part of the city. Um, in the city, there are bike lanes. Um, they are working on more around the city. So in this particular case, I think they have that covered, mm-hmm. um, in other cities, maybe they don't, but I think clinics like this are important no matter what because people are going to ride in cities no matter what. Mm-hmm. And helping to keep them safe is always the number one priority. So if you can help that with clinics like these, then I'm I'm all for it. I think it's great. Cool. Yeah. It does sound good. And yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Debbie I'm, what is that a Debbie Downer was I'm, it that's a that's a, a nice Debbie phrase. Downer, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. I didn't really mean that. Um, but um, but no it's great and I'm I'm proud of our city. Cuz you had the the big dig didn't you that was like a huge what 10 15 years of you getting your roads dug up and then put underground. And then what were were these highways replaced or above ground with lots of parks and and bike paths some of them yes Mm. yes and as we would say here in boston it lasted forever yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how many years but it was forever Mm -hmm. what's great is it's the city that's doing it i mean we have bike clinics here all the time but they're put on by private entities Mm. you know the retailers in fact 99 percent of them are done by the retailers there may be there's some bike festivals that you know, happen every once in a while that are put on by the city parks, uh, but only in conjunction with, you know, bicycle manufacturers or something. Um, but I can't think of an actual, pro, you know, campaign, let alone a clinic, that has anything to do with cycling coming from any government entity. Mm-hmm. That's a look. When, just, just doesn't happen. When I've, uh, this is many, many years ago, this is, uh, it was it happened in York, and this is like 20 on years ago, the, the guy who was putting on very similar um, clinics for women at that point in, in that particular uh, northern city in, in England said, uh, you couldn't do the same thing for men. Only women will come to these things because men wouldn't, think or wouldn't want to uh, anybody to assume that they don't know how to cycle or they don't know how to cycle in traffic so is that something that uh, can be addressed in some other way because clearly lots of men probably have exactly the same issues but they won't go to these kind of clinics you can't have a man's cycling clinic probably 100 percent correct so how do we get that how, how do how do we how do we get a men's cycling clinic in a different way Go to schools when they're younger, maybe. Mm-hmm. You invite a mess of invite a mess of beautiful women to the cycling planet, <laughs> or free Viagra, something like that. You know, just <laughs> Viagra might do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know the goodie bags. But I know, in all seriousness, I would say you know get get them when they're younger, boys and girls. You know, mm-hmm. when they're in yeah. school, and um, you know, so that they have some of those basic skills when they when they get a little bit older, and then you know. If women want to go to additional clinics, great. And, you know, we all know men don't ask for directions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe they don't like instruction either. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's a very similar thing. But at least if thing. they have the basics from school, mm. that would help. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, that's that. See, that's almost a tip there, Donna. Uh, even though we're not having tips because Dave's not I on the show. I still have my tip. I know you do, and it's an evergreen, so we're gonna we're gonna hold you to it. <laughs> Mine would just involve Viagra at the moment, so. <laughs> oh won't. my! I think we. I think we. We have enough of that. I think so too. So we are at the end of the show, and we've had a a fascinating show around a number of different uh, interesting and different topics. I don't think we've talked about some of these topics on the the show before, so that's got to be a good thing. So let's go round this huge table of ours, this this bijou table that we have today. And uh, and let's find out where we are and where we can find you. So we are going to go for Jim. Jim, where can we find you? What's a bijou table? Bijou, small. Bijou. Oh. It's French word. Sorry, just a. Uh, um, it just means tiny. Very something very small. Okay. Bistro. It, for us, it would probably be bistro or something, Jim. <laughs> right. So confused. That's that's a but cafe. Anyway. I don't understand so, it. We're, we're, I'm getting confused here. B i b i j o u. It just means small. Okay. In English, no, it's not an English word, but it's used in English as well. You kind of like, you know, it's it's just a, a bijou thing. Do you do you not do you not use that? Obviously, it's just just me. Well, well small we're a lot further from France. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. Small and petite are not words that are used around me ever. So. <laughs> I'm Jim Moss. I'm a lawyer that specializes in the legal issues of recreation, outdoor recreation. And you can Google recreation law and find me there. You can. Um, my Twitter handle is recreation law. Website is recreation-law.com. Um, contact me. It's always fun. Thank you. And who am I going to go to next? Um, let's just see who's on my. Oh, I'm not Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Donna Tosi, uh, T-O-C-C-I. And, um, I always just say I'm the lucky gal on this show because a lot of times I'm the only one and, and, uh, I am definitely a lucky gal and I'm always thankful when Jim is on the show to keep me out of jail. <laughs> well, thank, you, thank, thank you to <laughs> both of you for coming on this, this summer First day of summer issue of uh, the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast, episode 152. Um, and uh, it's wonderful to, to hear you today. And we will have another show in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, show notes, all of the weird and wacky things which have been discussed today will be in the, the, the show notes. Uh, the videos we've been talking about, uh, the drugs we've been talking about etc etc uh, will be on the hyphen spokesmen.com uh, but until we talk and meet again uh, get out there and ride Dum dum dum. No, you don't have to. I will. I will just come back. This. I'll make this the show music. Be careful.